Hello, friends. Welcome to Originality Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Dalton, and joining me, as always, is our awesome show's producer, Amanda Foster. Hey. And today, we will be talking about Enneagram Type 4s, the romantic or individualist. We are making these type episodes as concise and to the point as we can, so you can figure out your type and learn how to grow without having to read a whole book first or listen to an hour-long podcast. So, let's get started. Five ways fours can grow. One, by learning to process emotions in a healthy way and gain perspective on what is an authentic expression of emotion and what is an exaggeration or overfocus on negative emotions. As we talked about in the first episode, fours can have a tendency to over-identify with their emotions or to get really caught in a whirlpool of negative emotion. So growth for a four is learning how to process their emotions by creative expression, by journaling, by going to see a therapist, by talking to an Enneagram coach. Also, learning how to identify, man, how much of this is just a genuine reaction and how much of this is me injecting drama into my life because I don't want to be ordinary. I think that's a very valid point. Um, I think it, it seems harsh to say it that way, but I think that's something that I can relate to for sure. I think the desire to romanticize, to have, to be a part of like this big plot um, is definitely real. And so if if anyone listening is like, man, that sounds awful. It, it's not horrible. It's, it's natural for someone who, yeah. who sees the world in such a beautiful, who loves good stories, you know, it, it's... It's natural to just want to be a part of that, um, but it can lead you to make some unhealthy decisions for sure. Yeah, for sure. I think, you know, to some extent, we all struggle with that to varying degrees um, of wanting to, um, one, to not be boring, two, in our emotions, wanting to get attention. You know, that's pretty basic human survival. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I don't think, I don't, uh, what I would hate is for fours to walk away from this and feel shame for their emotions. Fours right. emotional world is beautiful. I think just when talking about growth, what does the type tend towards more than other types? It doesn't define you. It doesn't even necessarily mean that you're operating in the extreme of that or you ever have. It just means you may tend towards um, an exaggeration of emotion, over-identifying with your emotions, or just over-focusing on your negative emotions. It's just the way that the enemy twists your natural gifting, who God's called and created you to be, in order to hold you back. So the second way that type fours can grow is by accepting that the rules do apply to you and they are there to be helpful for the most part. And you won't disappear if you follow routine or do something that everyone else is doing. So really just being okay with structure, being okay with, oh, this is the way the current is going, but I can do this one thing to benefit my life so that way I can thrive in the ways that God has gifted me creatively. Yeah. And it's not, 
I think it's not the motivation to follow the rules just because um, rules inherently are good, but it's just when you when your motivation isn't to be different, sometimes you'll find that st- structure and routine is helpful. Sometimes regulation, boundaries are just simply helpful more than being unique um, is helpful at times. So number three out of our five ways that fours can grow, release the need to be special and unique. So that preoccupation with I need to be seen as special and unique to be loved, allowing the Lord to come in and show you just how special and unique and beautiful you are for exactly who God has called and created you to be and letting the Lord satisfy that desire, that takes away so much of the striving, so much of the trying, so much of the caring what other people think. And it really frees up space in you to be the beautiful, special, unique person that God's created you to be. So without needing to be that, you become that and you're becoming that from a place of rest and surrender in the Lord. When you said that, I thought of the analogy, I feel like people use this analogy for like the fruits of the spirit a lot, but um, a tree doesn't have to try and grow its leaves. It just does. And so I think for the four, it's, you're basically saying you don't have to try and conjure up this uniqueness that is going to attract other people. You're already so unique and special. You do attract other people just naturally. And it's not something, the only reason why it would be bad for that to be a preoccupation is because if it's causing you harm in your own mental space. So you don't have to have, you know, this inner monologue of, and and this, I feel like it would be tiring. You don't have to tire yourself uh, by trying to be unique. You can just be who you are. And those, those leaves and, and those blossoms will just flourish. Yeah. I love that analogy. I feel like that's such a beautiful picture. So our fourth way that fours can grow is by releasing the grief of what could have been, learning to let go of the past so you can enjoy the present. I feel like that's pretty straightforward, but, um, you know, I think, you know, lots of types struggle to be present in one way or another. And, and for fours, the grief, the disappointment, holding the disappointment is really hard. And um, I listened to a really great podcast, that episode that Emily Freeman did once on her podcast called The Next Right Thing. And I'll, I'll link it in the show notes, but she talked about inviting Jesus into your disappointment. And that revolutionized like how I process disappointment, how I viewed my disappointment, just by acknowledging it before the Lord, acknowledging my desire, grieving it with him, and then surrendering it to him and letting it go. At some point, beating yourself up over what could have been doesn't serve you. It doesn't benefit your life in any way. And Jesus is there waiting to take it. Yeah, I think probably almost every four can listen to this and be able to easily pinpoint what those things are. Just those events or those decisions are going to easily pop into your head. So just be real with yourself about them because you already know what they are. 
And our fifth way that type fours can grow is by focusing on contentment and gratitude. Just recognition of what you already have. It just flies in the face of that scheme of the enemy to hold you captive by envy and comparison. When you focus on all the things that God has given you, you begin to realize that you have everything that you need and you are so, so blessed. And um, I think, again, all of the types can learn from all of the types. I think we all can learn from growing in contentment and gratitude for what God's given us. It's just uh, kind of flying in the face of that core struggle that type four has. So now we're going to enter into a time of prayer for fours. So wherever you are, no matter what your personality type is, God wants to speak to you today. We can all learn from all of the personality types. So take a moment and pause. Close your eyes, unless you're in your car. And um, Holy Spirit, we invite your presence to meet with us here. God, we ask that you would speak, that you would be heard way louder than we would be heard. And we just ask that you would bring healing and freedom into the lives of every person that is listening that they would walk in the fullness of who you've called and created them to be, what you purpose them for. So Lord God, I just ask that right now you would speak to type fours, that you would show them how you see them, that God, you would reveal to them just how special and unique they are, how you've created them with an aspect of your love, light, and glory that nobody else on earth carries, that they bring that gifting, that purpose, that calling to the world and shine your light in a way that no one else can. And Lord God, we just, um, we come against the light of the enemy that they have to be loved for being something more than exactly who they are. And God, I just ask that all of the striving, all of the, the inner turmoil the struggle of our disappointment, the struggle of getting trapped in negative emotions, that you would be able to meet them in those struggles right now, Lord, that they would be able to hand it to you and surrender it to you, Jesus, as you comfort them, Holy Spirit, as they mourn. Lord God, I specifically ask that you would show type fours the beauty of your glory that you put inside of them. You are God's masterpiece, created with purpose and dignity. You are pioneers. You are romantics, but we have a God that is so romantic, who loves beauty, and you bring that into the world in such an incredible way. Your voice matters so much and the way that you express it matters so much. The way that you listen, the way that um, you teach people how to process their emotions. God, I thank you for type fours and what they bring to the world. God, I ask for continued revelation of how you see them. I ask for rest for the type four and peace as for balance in their emotions, emotional stability and consistency. And I ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.
that's it for today. Tune in next week for our Type 5 Part 1 episode. I'm so grateful for those of you who have been listening and sharing. If you love this episode, if it ministered to you, or if you learned something new today, please leave a review on iTunes. Follow us on Instagram at Originality Podcast or at my personal Instagram at Just Loves Personality. And uh, make sure that you subscribe so you don't miss a thing. I'd like to close out our time together with a quote from C.S. Lewis. No man who bothers about originality will ever be original. Whereas if you simply try to tell the truth, you'll become original without ever having noticed it. Until next time.